Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Tuesday, January 11th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Missouri's House Budget Committee is considering Governor Mike Parson's proposal for across-the-board raises for state employees. Missouri Budget Director Dan Hogg says the goal is to boost pay by the end of the month. We're getting to the point where if we have more vacancies and more turnovers, we're not going to be able to operate our state facilities. He says the money for those raises would not come from one-time funding. That pay hike plan is part of the governor's supplemental budget. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, state officials cite several reasons to push for the pay increases. Job vacancies and retaining employees are just some reasons the House Budget Committee heard testimony on why Parson is supporting raises. The raises include a 5.5 percent cost of living adjustment, and they could be in effect as soon as February 1st. Several members of the committee said they, too, see a need for the state to pay its employees better. Representative Maggie Nurenburn said the current vacancies and turnover rate place a burden on the state's existing employees. What is the burden to the state of not doing this pay plan? Because it's gonna, we, there are functions of state government that we have to keep up and running. And if we're not doing that, what does that actually cost the state? Also included in the supplemental bill is almost $2 billion in federal aid to go to public schools, as well as money funding Medicaid. I'm Sarah Kellogg. St. Louis Public Radio. Also out of Jefferson City, the head of Missouri Right to Life is expressing support for a congressional map with seven Republican districts and one Democratic district. Executive Director Susan Klein has told the House committee that a 7-1 split would be more beneficial for the anti-abortion rights cause. But several Republicans on the committee are questioning whether such a move would stand up to judicial scrutiny. Another is asking whether a map like that would get enough votes to go into effect right away. Any congressional map would need 109 votes in the House, or it would not go into effect until after the August 2nd primary. Currently, Republicans only hold 108 seats in that chamber. Black Americans are twice as likely to develop Alzheimer's disease as white Americans. A Washington University researcher has received a nearly $3.5 million grant from the National Institute on Aging to help explain that disparity. Associate Neurology Professor Joyce Ballsberry says she needs 2,000 black people from Missouri and Illinois to participate in clinical trials. I think that we can see some changes in terms of how we even perceive Alzheimer's disease and related dementia. What does that look like in our families? What does that look like in terms of quality of life? She was a guest on St. Louis on the Air. Ballsberry hopes her work will spark conversations among black people about cognitive diseases and prevention. One of the leading environmental advocates at the St. Louis Board of Aldermen is stepping down. 28th Ward Alderwoman Heather Navarro has submitted her letter of resignation. Her last day will be January 24th. Then she'll take over as head of Washington University's Midwest Climate Collaborative. Navarro was first elected in 2017 to fill the seat vacated by former Mayor Lyda Krusen. Navarro's seat will be filled by a special election, but because new maps adopted last year reduced the number of wards to 14, It is not clear what ward candidates would represent. As power companies tout plans for a clean energy future, plants in four Midwest states still account for high levels of harmful emissions that come from coal burning. The Midwest newsroom's Kayvon Mansuri has more. 
The Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, and Nebraska region is home to four of the 10 coal-burning power plants with the highest sulfur dioxide emissions in the country. An annual Environmental Protection Agency report on U.S. power plant emissions shows Ameren's Labity Center in Missouri emitted the second largest amount of sulfur dioxide and carbon dioxide in the country in 2020. Still, Ameren says the Labity plant meets EPA air quality standards. Andy Knott leads the Sierra Club's Beyond Coal campaign, which advocates for replacing coal-burning power plants with clean energy generation. There are more coal plants in the central part of the country than, than any other uh, region of the country. These four states are a major, major part of the problem. Emissions from coal-burning power plants are linked to respiratory problems. For the Midwest Newsroom, I'm Kayvon Mansour in St. Louis. Some items we are following today in the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom. President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris will announce new approaches to voting rights policy. They are planning a joint address this afternoon in Atlanta. We are diving into Medicaid expansion numbers. In St. Louis, only around 10 percent of newly eligible people have signed up for the health coverage, even though more than 250,000 in the state became eligible when Missouri expanded the health insurance program. And the team at St. Louis on the Air examines an Urban Land Institute St. Louis report showing cars continue to reign supreme at the Grand Metrolink station, even though it's a critical transportation hub. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.